appreciate that special music this morning and uh, enjoyed the choir and everyone that was taking part in the special music today. It's always a, a delight to come to Malbrook and to see so many familiar faces and new faces at the same time. And uh, of course, it's a, a blessing just to come to do what we're going to do, and that's work on the precious Word of God. I appreciate everyone that uh, prayed for us during our surgery and getting our shoulder replaced. So continue to pray because I've got to get the other one replaced as well. And uh, I'm not in any big hurry to get that done. Uh, I certainly praise the Lord for the way he brought me through this one. And uh, I know that uh, when the time comes, he'll bring me through the next one as well. We'll be going to work on scriptures this week that's going out to the world uh, to tell others about the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, scriptures are being distributed in South Africa. They're being distributed in Central Africa. They're being distributed in Northern Africa. They're being distributed in Honduras and the Dominican Republic and down in South America, in Colombia, in uh, 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 Peru, uh, just different places of this world that uh, we've been privileged to provide the Word of God, and we're looking forward uh, to doing more of that as the days progress, if the Lord tarries is coming. But uh, if the Lord comes, Rick is going to take over my ministry, and uh, I'll, 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 I'll give it to Cecil. Okay, we'll turn it over to Cecil when uh, the Lord comes, but uh, we want to make sure that the Word of God continues to go out, and all God's people said amen to that. The entrance of His Word gives light. And we need to reach as many souls as we possibly can uh, before the Lord comes again. And believe me, I believe the heavens are rumbling. I believe the trumpeter is getting ready to blow the trumpet. I believe the archangel's getting ready to shout. The dead in Christ are going to resurrect first. I know a lot of Baptist churches that need to have that happen soon. To have the dead rise first, to be resurrected. And uh, then we which are alive and remain are going to be caught up together to meet the Lord. I feel a shout coming on right now. I can't hardly wait till the coming of the Lord occurs. Can you? This world's not my home. I'm just passing through. My treasures are laid out somewhere beyond the blue. I've got folks on the other side and so do you. And one day we're going to cross that great divide. And we're going to be reunited with our loved ones. But most of all, We'll see our Savior, the Lord Jesus, face to face. I can't imagine what that day is going to be like. But I trust that you'll come out this week and work on the scriptures. As uh, soon as the service is over, we're going to feast and dine, as all good Baptists do. And then we're going to really get busy and put those scriptures together and send them out to reach others for Christ. Uh, the South, the uh, uh, Spanish world has really opened up to us. And we're very, very thankful for the opportunities God has given to us. We're going to have a distribution center in Colombia, South America. We have one already established in Peru, South America. Uh, the fellow that we work with out of Mexico went to Honduras this past week. We're going to establish a, an outreach there, a distribution center there. Different places of the world. We have three places in Mexico that we provide scriptures for. Uh, on the eastern side, in the middle, and on the western side of Mexico, we're saturating those places with the precious word of God. And would to God we could get some more scriptures into Russia. There's needy souls there. 
We're getting scriptures into Venezuela. There's needy souls there. As a matter of fact, there's needy souls right here surrounding Malbrook Baptist Church that need to hear about Jesus, that need to know that there's a God in heaven that loves them and a God that sent his only begotten son into this world to provide eternal life for them. And it's the responsibility of the church here to be an outreach into this community telling others about the Savior. Aren't you thankful someone told you about Jesus? And everyone that I know that's ever been saved has come in contact with this book called the Bible. Uh, the entrance of his word gives them the light that they need, and it's by the living word of God that an individual is saved. We're not saved by any other means than by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So I'm thankful for the privilege of being here. Our team is here. Miss D is here. Uh, did I hear Randy call me Miss Dan? <laughs> did, did you catch that, Brother Rick? I, I think he called me Miss Dan. I need to meet you after the service is over. We need to take you back to the woodshed and uh, get a few things straightened out here. I'll tell you, this day is confusing. People can't tell who they are. They can't decide whether they ought to put a dress on in the morning or whether they need to put pants on in the morning. They just can't decide whether they're male or female. But the last time I read my Bible, that's the way God created them, male and female. You don't change that. You don't alter that. You don't try to misrepresent that. You accept what the Bible says and be what you are and uh, come to Jesus and he'll make everything right for you. Well, I need to do a little preaching too. If you have your Bibles this morning, I need you to take them and turn to the book of Psalms, chapter 121. I really don't know why the Lord directed me to bring this message this morning, but I want to preach a little bit on, on this. When the journey seems uncertain, we, we never know what's going to happen on the tomorrows of our life. We don't know the next news that we're going to receive. We really don't know when the next disease is going to hit or we hear those words that we never want to hear. you got a dreaded disease and there's nothing that we can do for you. But that's the condition that's in this world today. You just don't know the journey that you're going to have to travel. And so there's some things that we really need to remember as we take this journey. And I want to remind you about them this morning. But before we do, let's bow our hearts together in a word of prayer. Our loving Father, we thank you for the privilege of being here today at Malbrook and the privilege that we have of working with this church family. Uh, we thank you for the privilege of representing them on the mission fields of the world. And we're so thankful for the way that they've prayed for us and the way that they've supported us and the way that they've labored with us in order to tell others about the Lord Jesus Christ. And as we come to do another assembly this week, if you tarry your coming, I pray, Lord, that we'll have a good turnout and many scriptures will be put together and the folks will be extremely supportive of that. We'll have a good time of fellowship and labor together as we endeavor to reach out to this world with the transforming power of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray, Lord, that you would speak to every heart, speak to my heart, speak to every heart that is gathered together in the auditorium today. And 
I pray that the Lord Jesus would be exalted, souls would be saved, and God's people would be strengthened and helped. And we'll thank you for what you do because we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. You might find yourself in a journey this morning that just seems so uncertain. Uh, we've come through and we're still, I guess, going through a time that we never expected and it's brought great changes, uh, not only into our immediate families, but into this world in which we live. And the uncertainty of tomorrow certainly is present with every one of us. The songwriter wrote and said, I don't know about tomorrow, I just live from day to day. We, we find ourselves in that condition, don't we? I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And all I can do is live by day, by day, by day. But that songwriter also said many things about tomorrow I, I don't seem to understand. But, but here's the good news. But I know who holds tomorrow, and I know he holds my hand. Solomon said in Proverbs 27 and verse 1, Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. It might bring trouble to us. It might bring tragedy to us. It might bring heart sickness to us. It might bring some dreaded disease to us. But thank God we know that we're in the Lord and we have him as our shepherd and we can trust him and have confidence in him and know that he's able to do far more than what we could ever ask or think. Life can change drastically in the drop of a pen. You can lose your job. Many people have done that. You can come to a place in your life that some loved one dies, and that always brings pain and disappointment to your heart. You can come to that place that your finances collapse and you don't know how you're going to pay your bills and how you're going to put food on the table. That's the uncertainty of life. You could be healthy, wealthy, and wise today and dumb and without anything tomorrow. Not you, but me. You could have some invaded, dreaded disease that comes into your life. Life is certainly uncertain, and this journey that all of us have to travel, we don't know. What's going to occur next? I often think of Job and how he must have felt when he lost everything. Uh, he lost his means of income. He lost his oxen. He lost his family. And his wife even said, why don't, why, why don't you curse God and die? But yet in all of that, Job sinned not. Have you ever felt like I don't know where to turn? I, I don't know what to do next. I, I don't know how I'm going to get through these days. I, I, just, I, I just don't know. Life is so uncertain that I don't know how to face the tomorrows of my life. That must have been how the psalmist felt when he wrote Psalms 121. He must have felt that life was so uncertain. I, I, I don't know what to do and I don't know where to turn. And then all of a sudden things started coming to his mind that he remembered that got him through the course of that day and will get you and me through those courses of days as well. It's evident to me in verse number one that he was in trouble because he cried out to the Lord for help. Uh, that's a good thing to do, isn't it? Now, now, now say amen right there. 
Don't forget how to say amen at Ballbrook Baptist Church. Try it one time. Well, that sounds pretty good. The psalmist was in trouble and in distress, and he cried to the Lord, and he let the Lord know that he needed help. And when your journey in life seems to be so uncertain, we need to cry to the Lord as well. We need to trust him and have confidence in him, knowing that he's there to help us and provide for us and meet our, our every need. When, when you feel helpless, when you feel hopeless, when you feel like the, the, the bottom of the boat has dropped out and you're about to sink, the, the best thing to do is cry out to the Lord for help. Because the Lord is right there to help us and see us through the tragedies and the difficulties and the heartaches and the disappointments of life. And, and I, I, I know this morning he does that because I've been there and had to experience that and cry out to the Lord, Lord, help me. The Lord's never failed me. Never failed me. I, I want to give you three simple things from this passage of Scripture this morning that you need to remember when things seem to be so uncertain. The first thing that I see in this passage of Scripture that we need to remember is the fact that he's our provider. In verse number 1 and 2, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord which made heaven and earth. If I understand that verse properly, correctly, he's telling us that our, 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 our help doesn't come from our bank account. Our help doesn't come from our good health. Our, our help doesn't come from the person sitting beside us. Our, our help doesn't come from the person down the street or in the bank or in the doctor's office. Our help comes from the Lord. And God might use a variety of means in order to meet those needs and, and to relieve that pain and disappointment in our life. But one thing is for sure, it's the Lord that we need to be reminded of that is the provider of our life. I, I've learned this about life. It's not always smooth. It has a lot of bumps and has a lot of disappointments and has a lot of setbacks and has a lot of things that are aggravating. It has its ups and it has its downs. And there's times that we need help and help is on its way. Oh, I feel a, a good shout coming right there. I don't know what you might be going through right now, but I can guarantee you, help is on the way. I don't know what you're going to have to face in the tomorrows of your life, but I, I know this, help is just around the corner. Uh, he's our provider. He, he's our sustainer. He's our strength. He's the very one that, that is there with us. He is the very provider of our life. Remember, and always keep that in mind, that the Lord provides. I think there's several things that we can count on the, the Lord doing. Uh, first of all, the Lord provides security for us. That, that's what I believe the psalmist is saying in verse number two. My help cometh from the Lord. That's security. I, I'm thankful that we're not only secure in our salvation, but we're secure in the uncertainties of our life because he never leaves us and he never forsakes us. And he provides that security so that we, I think the choir was singing this morning, standing on the solid rock. Boy, I felt like jumping up and shouting a little bit during that. They were getting with it. They were getting into it. And by the way, that's the way the choir ought to be. I can't stand these dead choirs that are singing funeral marches every time we gather together on Sunday morning. 
I like a little vibrance, don't you? I like a little life about it, don't you? I want something that not only speaks to my heart, but gets to my toe and helps me to just kind of keep tuned with that. And that's what I was doing this morning. The choir was singing, standing on the solid rock. And that, that's the good place to be. That's the right place to be. We've got that solid rock, that security. He, he's the creator of the universe. He's the sustainer of the universe. And in the midst of that all, he provides security for his people. Aren't you thankful nothing's too hard for him? Amen. Nothing's too hard for him. He's able to take care of our every need. That's why we ought to abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Isn't that what the psalmist said in Psalm 91? He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. That's a good place to be, isn't it? Not only abide under the shadow, but let him be your fortress, your defender, the one that surrounds you and protects you in the time of need. Psalm 18 tells us, the Lord is my rock and my shield, my fortress, my deliverer. Boy, we ought to shout the praises of the Lord for that. We need to learn to trust him and have absolute confidence in him because nothing is too hard for him. So he not only provides security for us, but he also supplies stability for us. You don't have to waver. Now, that's a good place to say amen, by the way. You don't have to waver. There's a lot of wavering saints today. Have you noticed? They kind of drift in and they drift out. That ought not to be among God's people. The Lord not only provides that security for us, but he also supplies that stability for us so that we can stand on the solid rock and be confident about the things of life. The, the Bible tells us that we can be firm and, and, and we can be steady and that we can be faithful and we can be unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Marlbrook Baptist Church needs to be a hotbed of vitality. It needs to be a hotbed of activity. It needs to be a hotbed of reaching out to the world with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why you have a church. That's why the church exists today. The mission of the church is missions, telling this world about Jesus, telling them there's a Savior. The Bible says in Psalm 40 and verse 2, he brought me up also out of an horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock. We're not standing on sinking ground. We're not about to sink in this day of evil and uncertainty. When the world's falling apart, and by the way, if you haven't noticed lately, it is. It's busting at the seams. It's on its way to its deathbed. And the only thing that God will be able to do is burn it up and make a new heaven and a new earth. This world's not my home. I'm not sticking around. I'm not staying here. I'm not trying to plant my feet here. This world is not my home. And as it explodes and begins to erupt and, and fracture at the very seams, just be confident that you and I are standing on a rock that cannot be destroyed. Amen. We're planted upon a rock that can never be done away with. We're planted on a rock that no matter what Putin does or any of the other world leaders might do, we have a rock that is stable, steadfast, and unmovable. It's our rock, Christ Jesus. So praise the Lord that he not only provides that security for us, 
but he also provides that stability for us. And could I say that in doing so, we just need to obey him. We just need to follow him. We just need to do what he wants us to do. So we, we have security, we have stability, and could I add another one to it? We have serenity. We have serenity. I mean, when the world is falling apart and erupted and fractured at the seams, we have a peace that passes all understanding. A peace, a settled peace, a serenity that cannot be disturbed and destroyed. I, I don't think I've ever seen a time when so many of God's people was living in fear. Now, that says one of two things to me. Either you're not in or you're not walking where you ought to be walking. If you're walking in the word and you understand that these things are going to come to pass, there's no reason to be living in fear. We, we have serenity and peace. I can lay my head down on a pillow as Russia is invading the Ukraine and doing all those, those stupid things that they're going to pay for, ultimately going to pay for, but, but I, I, I hear the rumblings of heaven too. <laughs> I hear the rumblings of heaven because someday God's going to say, that's it. I'm done with you all and I, I'm going to invade. And, 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 and guess what's going to happen? We're going to ride on horses. Now, Angie, have you, are you a horse rider? You will be. <laughs> Honey, you better get ready. Because, you better practice up because we're going to, we're going to come back. And I don't, I don't think Jesus is, is just going to kind of walk his horse into this world, do you? He's going to be a charging dynamite coming to conquer the world and take back what, what the devil tried to destroy him. You're going to be riding on a horse, so you better get ready. I remember a horse I rode one time kicked me off. I had a stubborn horse. I'm telling you, it tried to run me into trees and, and uh, that thing would, would get up again a tree and my leg was down there and he would just start crushing. The, the only thing I could do was kick that thing. I mean, kick it as hard as I could kick it. I remember one horse that threw me. I got caught in the stirrup and it was whipping me around and whipping me around and all I could see was a fence post that I thought my head was going to bash into. I wasn't ready to ride my horse from heaven. When, I, when that, that horse went flying across the field, when it come back, I grabbed it by the reins, I grabbed it by the lower lip and I give it a smack across the kisser that I hope he never forgets. Because I've never been able to forget him. But, but if you're not a horse rider, you better get ready because we're going to be riding on horses coming back with our Savior, the Lord Jesus. We have serenity. That's why the world, when it fractures and falls to pieces, I can both lay me down. Oh, I, I feel a stirring in my soul right now. I can both lay me down in peace and sleep. For thou, Lord, only makest me dwell in safety. You'll find that in Psalm 4 and verse 8. Are, are you able to say the Lord's my provider? Right there it is. You need to remember that. Dark days are going to come. Remember, he's your provider. Uncertain days are down the road. Just remember, he's my provider. You don't know what's going to happen next, but keep in mind, he's my provider. Could I give you a second one? You're not too hungry yet, are you? 
you need to remember this. God's not only our provider, but God is our protector. Look what he says in verse number five. The Lord is my keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. He's our keeper and he's our guard. That's why we can have in this world in which we're living absolute peace because he protects us. Every one of God's children, I hope you're one of them, every one of God's children is surrounded by a, a fence of protection by the Lord. Amen. I was riding through this community. I'll tell you, you see fences everywhere. You see black Angus everywhere too. Some of you need to take a few of those black Angus down to the stock market there and sell them off and buy some Bibles. I didn't think I'd get a lot of amens on that one. I remind the Lord every once in a while, Lord, you own those cattle over there. We're getting a little low on funds and we need another truckload of paper. How about taking some of your cattle down to the, down to the shed and selling them and help us get another tractor load of paper. By the way, our truck is taking off tomorrow morning, our tractor and trailer loaded with scripture, with Bibles and Roman booklets and gospel tracts on its way to Brownsville, Texas uh, to drop off in a warehouse down there and the missionaries will come up out of Mexico and get those scriptures. Uh, we've been moving a lot of scriptures the last couple of weeks. We were out to uh, Brazil, not South America, Brazil, Indiana, and dropped off a whole truckload of scripture there that's gone out to Arizona and then will be distributed in, in South America. Uh, we picked up loads of scripture in, in Milford, Ohio, bearing precious seed and brought them into Beckley, West Virginia. They're being put together and we'll go to the mission field to reach souls for the Savior. God's doing things. And we're thankful that he's given us the opportunity to do that. And that's why we're here this week, so that we can provide that, that same wonderful, joyful experience in knowing Christ and having him as your protector. That's what he is for us. He's our protector. Life is full of its perils and its pitfalls, but he never leaves us and he never forsakes us. He's promised to protect us. You know, Satan is always looking for ways to bring us down, isn't he? I don't know what's going to happen in this world except that I know the Lord's coming. That's going to change things. Going into that great tribulation, that's going to change things. Necessitating the Lord and his church coming back again, that's going to change things. Going to go into the thousand-year reign of the Savior, that's going to change things. Uh, we won't need a president then, by the way. Of course, we don't have one now, but... I can't, Brother Dan, I can't believe I said that. Is this being recorded? Oh, we're online? Erase, erase. I'll probably be visited tomorrow by the CIA or something, you know. And, but I'll, I'll say it again, we don't have a president that's worth following. We ought to pray for him. But until he changes some things, he's not worth following. Now, that's enough of the political stuff. Whatever we face in our days ahead, 
remember, he's our provider. And remember, he's our protector. We might have to face things that we never dreamed that we'd have to face, but they ought not to alarm us. They ought not to shatter our faith or disturb our confidence in the Lord. That's what the devil wants to do. He's always working and looking for a way to drop a bomb of doubt upon us. He's always looking for an avenue that he can cause discontent to be present in our, in our life and in our church and in our families. The devil's always looking for a way to bring despair and, and disappointment. and He's looking for ways to make us discouraged and want to give up ship. Just remember, he's our protector and he's our provider. And there's no reason to be living in fear. You remember what the Apostle Paul said in 2 Timothy? He said, notwithstanding the Lord stood with me. Not, not only did he say that, but he said that the Lord strengthened him. And not only did he say that, but he said that by the preaching might be fully known and that all Gentiles might hear. Brother Ted was talking about the Gentiles this morning and how Jesus even come to save and rescue the Gentiles, even though they didn't want to believe on him, even though they didn't turn to him. Oh, thank God many Gentiles have done that. By the way, you're either a Jew or a Gentile sitting in this auditorium this morning. You're either a saved Jew or a saved Gentile or a lost Jew or a lost Gentile. Thank God Jesus come to save those that have put their faith in him. And Paul was saying, I, I faced all kinds of heartache. I faced all kinds of trouble. I faced all kinds of distress. Notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me. He was right there to be my provider, to be my protector. So, David, the psalmist, was able to say, the Lord is my keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. There's a third thing here. We see that the Lord was our provider. We see that the Lord is our protector. But remember this, the Lord's our preserver. He's our preserver. Look what he says in verse number seven and eight. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this day forth and even forevermore. So we can rejoice and be thankful in this day of uncertainty and don't know what next bump we're going to have to go through or what next trial we're going to have to face or what disappointment might knock on our front door. We can be confident knowing he's our provider, he's our protector, and the, the Lord is our preserver. The Lord is able to keep us and preserve us and guard us and watch over us at any given time and in any given situation. God does more than just protect us. He preserves us. I, I like that verse in 2 Timothy where the Bible says, I'm kept by the power of God. Amen. I'm kept. I, I'm guarded. I'm protected by the power of God. Uh, it's, it's a foolish thought, an irresponsible and unbiblical thought to think that somehow we could break that covenant that we have with the Lord. And, and that we would be straying out there in the wilderness and not knowing which way we're going. I'm, I'm thankful that we are secure in Christ and that he preserves us and keeps us in the family of God. In fact, the Bible says that we're hid with Christ in God, ever so more preserved to the day of salvation. I can say this to you. 
any trial, Randy, that I've ever been through, the sun was soon to shine. Any heartache that I've ever experienced, I can say this, the sun did shine again. Even though the day might look dark, Cecil, even though the trial might be heavy, even though your heart might be broken, you remember this, the sun will shine again. He'll see you through. Why? Because he's our protector, our provider, our preserver, and he's not going to let us go. Mountains, you're surrounded by them, so you ought to understand what I'm saying. Mountains are always going to be present in life. See, when they told you, you need hips replaced. I'm thankful they can do those things now, aren't you? I was getting to the place that I didn't have any arms to use. You didn't have any hips to use. And I told him he just swung too many golf clubs on the golf course. If, if he'd just back off a little bit, you know, and, and not be so aggressive, and I know he's aggressive and he's competitive, and, and uh, the only one thing he wants to do is win the game, you know. And so he swung too much and moved those hips too much. And, but aren't you thankful that they're able to do that? But that wasn't good news when the doctor said that. I'm sure there's things that started rolling through your mind and you thought, how am I going to do this? How am I going to get through this? Well, my dear wife, will she take care of me? <laughs> how am I going to eat? Will she bring my food to me in my bed? I'm sure those things were running through your mind. Did she take care of you? <laughs> I, I know when I went through my, my shoulder surgery, and uh, I couldn't dress myself. Miss D had to step up to the plate. And I'm, I'm glad she learned how to put socks on and uh, everything else that goes along with it. But those, those times become difficult times because you've got to depend upon another. Could I say to every Christian in the building, there's never a day that goes by that you ought not to depend. Depend upon the Lord. Amen. Depend upon to see him, let him see you through. Depend upon him to have absolute confidence in it. Why? Because he's our protector. He's our preserver. He, he's the one that is watching over us and meeting our every need. And so when those mountains come, and that hip replacement was a mountain, when the doctor says to you, and I heard some mentions this morning of people that are struggling with cancer. When those times come, those are mountains. But I'm thankful that Jesus is able to conquer mountains, aren't you? It enables us to have a greater ministry when we go through those hardships of life. We learn how to climb those mountains and conquer those mountains and overcome those trials. It opens up a new avenue of ministry that we might never have had had we not faced that mountain. So we need to pursue every mountain with thanksgiving and praise, learning and trusting in God, knowing that he's the provider, he's the protector, he's the preserver of our very life. Do you believe that? 
Do, do you really believe that? Do, do, do you have absolute confidence in that? Are, are you standing upon that? Do you thank him for that? That he is my provider. He is my protector. He is the very one that watches over me and gives me that serenity, that security, that peace that passes all understanding. So here's the question. How are you going to respond to that? How are you going to respond to it? What are you going to do with that? Go out those doors just like you come in? You're going to go out those doors remembering God is who he said he is. Amen. I feel another shout coming on right there. One of these days it's going to come out. I don't, I don't know what it will do to you, but one of these days it's going to come out. You can go out those doors remembering there's not a thing that I'm going to face on the other side of that wall and on the other side of that door that he's not capable of handling and taking care of. There, there's not a thing that's going to come knocking on my front door that he can't handle and provide for. So the first thing that we ought to do is remember that. Remember he is who he said he is. The second thing that I would say is that you need to find the promises that he's given to you and claim them. Claim them. What good are they if you don't claim them? That you don't remind them of. This is what you promised me, Lord. I'm just reminding you what you said. And the third thing I would say, just cast it all on the Lord because he's able to do far more than what you could ever ask or think. I don't know what you might be going through, but just remember, he's your provider. Just remember, he's your protector. And remember, he's the preserver of your life. Let's stand with our heads bowed and our eyes closed this morning. While our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed and just before we pray and the pianist begins to play. If you're here this morning and you do not know Christ as your personal Savior, then you don't have a protector and you don't have a provider and you do not have a preserver. Oh, you, you might think you do. You, you might think you can carry the load all yourself. But I can guarantee you you're going to break under that load. If you don't know Christ as your Savior, we would encourage you to come and let us take a Bible and show you how to become God's child. If you're here as a Christian and your heart's a little heavy this morning, you got a burden that you're carrying, you have a need that you're facing, why not come and talk to the Lord about it? Cast that care upon him because he cares for you. Father, I pray this morning that you would speak to each of our hearts today. I, I don't know the hurting soul here this morning. I don't know the needy soul here this morning. I, I know this, Lord, there's needs that every one of us face. And I'm thankful that we can look to you as our helper, our sustainer, our strength, our stability.
save the lost, help the family. I pray in Jesus' name.